Greetings and welcome to Making a Difference, episode 36, Dying Words of a Lunatic Trump. I'm Eric Crossley. Thanks for joining us for our first show of 2021. A lot more to come with all of the breaking news now. I hope everybody had a pleasant holiday season. We took a little time off, but now we're back full swing. To my producer, Dayron Arias in Florida. Thank you and stay safe down there. And of course, to everybody listening all over the United States and in different locations. We want to say first, thank you to our platforms and our sponsors, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, LinkedIn, and Facebook, Twitter, everywhere else we are seen. Thank you so much. But we're really excited to be on iHeartRadio as an addition in 2021. Top five countries for making a difference in 2020. Number one, of course, the U.S. and then Canada. Mexico, number three, surprisingly. The U.K., United Kingdom, number four. Germany, number five. And we had a newcomer at the end of the year, Hong Kong. We wanted to say thank you to everyone listening in other countries. That was a surprise to me to have the uh, listenership we have in places like Australia. Thank you to all those folks also. But every country where you're listening, I don't want to leave anybody out. Thanks so much. As far as states go, number one was California. Number two, Florida. Three is my state of Maryland. And then Washington, number four. And number five, Ohio. So again, thanks to everybody for listening. And we are excited for 2021. We're going to have a lot of interesting episodes. And we'll have a new president in just 15 days. I wanted to mention, first of all, we have done a lot of shows about Donald Trump, and my goal in 2021 was to uh, do a lot less, as in zero, on Donald Trump in the new year with the new president coming in and the new hope that we have with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. But what has happened in the past few days right after the new year has forced me to go back again and change what we were going to talk about in this show, which we will still talk about the unfortunate December and 2020 totals for coronavirus and have some hope for the vaccine for the new year. Right now, we have to look at what happened on Saturday. And what happened was that the president of the United States and Mark Meadows, his chief of staff and other uh, lackeys in the White House made a call to Georgia, to the secretary of state in Georgia. And President Trump begged Georgia's secretary of state to overturn the election results in an astonishing hour-long phone call. Now, this was published in the Washington Post. Trump offered a smorgasbord false claims about voter fraud and repeatedly berated state officials. By the way, this article comes to us via the Washington Post, and thanks to Alan Smith, Julia Jester, and Priscilla Thompson, also with NBCNews.com. Let's listen to a little bit of the president. This is from the Washington Post. By the way, I'm not sure which senator it was in Georgia, just is suing the Washington Post for releasing this videotape. Again, is where the president and Mark Meadows and all the lackeys in the White House have called down to the Secretary of State of Georgia. That's Brad Raffensperger, and also talking to some other officials. You'll hear a little bit from them who are supporting him. And this is a call for the president has made where he wants the election overturned. Now, we've gone over this a million times and talked about how the election results are final. Well, guess what? Since we've been gone at the end of November, the Electoral College has voted. 
And now the only thing left is tomorrow, on January 6th, for the Senate and the House to confirm what we already know, that the next president will be Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be our next vice president. However, of course, Donald Trump doesn't think the election's over yet, and a lot of his Republican lackeys don't. We'll talk about Louis Gomer more in a little bit. But let's hear a little bit from this call. And this is amazing that we got a transcript of this call. The only reason this call was released to the Washington Post and to the media by Georgia officials, by the way, was because of what the president said and lied about and completely incredible accusations he made, none of which have been proven time and time again. And he wasted an hour and two minutes of taxpayer time, taxpayer money, while he continues to ignore the coronavirus, talking about something that's already completed. We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with with saying that, Brad, you know, I mean, having having a correct, if the people of Georgia are angry, and these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even, and the people of Georgia are angry, the people of the country are angry, and there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, um, that you've recalculated. That you've recalculated. Now, before we go on further, let's see what that says. There's nothing wrong with saying you've recalculated. That's what the president of the United States said. Now, let's look at the facts on this, shall we? This comes to us from the Associated Press. This is confirmed information, by the way. Trump lost Georgia in an election the state says has been certified for Democrat Joe Biden. Republican election officials have affirmed the election was conducted and counted fairly with ballots counted three times, including once by hand, Georgia's certified totals show Trump lost to Biden by 11,779 votes out of nearly 5 million cast. Secretary of State Raffensperger certified the totals with officials saying they have found no evidence Trump won. No credible claims of fraud or systematic errors have been sustained. So all of this is invented. Georgia is a Republican state. It's run by Republicans. It's got a Republican governor. It's got a Republican secretary of state. The election officials are Republicans. Now, according to the president, they're cheating because for some reason they wanted Joe Biden to win. I'm not sure what it is. But as we look at this, keep that in mind that he's talking to Republican officials who are just trying to figure out a way to not tell the president of the United States that he's the biggest idiot in the history of the world, which I would have trouble doing. Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their... Let's look at this. And again, you have to go step by step. We heard from the Secretary of State there saying there was nothing uh, from Georgia, the Republican, saying again, and he'll say it over and over as well, the Georgia officials, that there's no proof, there's no evidence, there's been no miscalculations. 11,779 was the margin that Joe Biden won Georgia by. And we've counted it three times. 
Now let's do a sidebar real quick, and this is my addition to it that we haven't heard a lot about over the last few days. And that is, frankly, even if Trump did somehow win Georgia, even if somehow they found 12,000 votes, even though the election's been certified, the Electoral College has voted and everything's done, he still wouldn't win the election. Remember, it was 306 to 232 in the Electoral College. Remember in 2016, that Donald Trump said, we won in a landslide because the Electoral College was 306 to 232. Okay, so 306, so you take away Georgia's, it doesn't matter. Joe Biden still wins. The election's still over. Now, apparently there's a lot of stuff that's been going on in other states but again, none of that was proved, proven either. So the president has completely lost his mind, obviously. Let's hear some more. Machinery. Do you know anything about that? That's illegal. No, Ryan Germany. No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having. Well, but, no, but, but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? Have they moved the inner parts of the machinery? and replace them with other parts. Uh, Ryan Germany is a Georgia election official, another Republican uh, that works with the Secretary of State. So the president was asking about Dominion, and that's uh, one of the uh, companies, the company that made one of the largest sets of voting machines, which have been proven to be 99.999, a thousand times over reliable. There was no defections. There was no cheating. There was no miscounting. There was nothing wrong with their voting machines to start with, number one. Number two, the president has no reason to think that the machines were, nobody has any reason to think the machines were moved out of Fulton County or anywhere in Georgia because they weren't. The Republican officials said so. And then on top of it, now when the Republican officials, election officials in Georgia, tell him that that's not really quite accurate, Mr. President, that you know nothing was moved and there's nothing wrong with the voting machines, then he said, the president says, are you sure? All I need, he keeps saying over and over, the president just needs about 12,000 votes. He just needs them to steal the election. And after this election, this president needs to be uh, put on trial because this is treason. Let's hear some more. You sure, Brian? I'm sure. You should want to have an accurate election. And you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I know you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have, you don't have, not even close. You got, you're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's, that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyer. Okay, so the president here is saying that you're Republican. So you have to help me cheat and overturn an election that's already been certified and the Electoral College has voted on and is finished. There's nothing that can be done to overturn it by the Republicans voicing objections in the Senate and the House, except to waste taxpayers' money and time and not work on the coronavirus, which they should be working on. That's what can happen tomorrow on January 6th and however long this, this drags on. This election was over long ago. We went over the numbers time and time and time again in November. Every show we did, we talked about how legitimate this election is. And yet this president continues to ignore what's going on with the coronavirus and 
he's lost his mind completely. And the thing is, he's got people around him that are such lackeys that they won't even object. They think, oh, everything's fine. You know, we'll just figure this out. We only have 15 days to go and we'll just steal the, uh, the White House back. The ballots were counted three times. No reversal of the election outcome is in the offing in Georgia or in any other states. Now, the president talks about Fulton County. Why does he hate Fulton County? Well, Fulton County voted for him, against him, actually, uh, enough to overturn the election in the rural, white, conservative parts of Georgia. Fulton County's uh, where Atlanta is, and it's largely African-American. So the president and his minions just have to invent something. What they're talking about when they're talking about the votes being counted and brought in on suitcases, they weren't brought in on suitcases. They were brought in on crates. The ballots that were brought into Fulton County were mail-in ballots. The vast majority of those went to President-elect Biden. Okay, And nothing was untoward. Nothing was wrong with it. They were mail-in ballots, and those come in late at night or in the morning. They're the last thing counted. Most states do that. This is absolutely ridiculous that we're having to discuss this and talk about this at, with all that's going on with COVID-19 right now and all the tragedy we have in this country. To have this idiot as our president is revolting and disgusting. And simply, uh, thank God it's only 15 more days. We'll be right back. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Eric Crossley here with part two of Making a Difference, episode 36, Dying Words of a Lunatic Trump. Now we're continuing on this call, and again, this a few days ago, when I was planning my first show of uh, 2021 for us, um, I had no idea that this was going to happen. But let's hear some more from the president. This is the call with uh, the Georgia Secretary of State and other Georgia officials on Saturday. This is just a few days ago. Uh, trying to get the election that's already been decided overturned. That's illegal. Ryan Germany. No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having. Well, but, no, but, but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. You sure? You sure, Ryan? You should want to have an accurate election. Yeah. And you're a Republican. You have an accurate election. No, I know you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. Not even close. You got. You're up by hundreds of thousands of votes. You know what they did, and you're not reporting it. That's a. You know, that's a criminal. That's a criminal offense. And and you know you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyers. That's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard, and they are removing machinery. Uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can. 
both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. Again, uh, we played some of the same same parts here, but it's so important. And and it, again, I was hoping that uh, you know, 15 days before the inauguration, we'd be talking about the plan that uh, President-elect Biden will have uh, to help us fight coronavirus and end the uh, pandemic and, and to help people and all the things that he'll be talking about, that we wouldn't have to be talking about Donald Trump. But here we are again. He's just looking for anything, anything where they can find something. Look, what I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So, so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to re-examine it. And you can re-examine it. Re-examine it. I think you have to say that you will re-examine it. I'm not sure what that means after the vote's been counted three times. Uh, for instance, I'm hearing Ryan, and he's probably, I'm sure, a great lawyer and everything. But he's making statements about those ballots that he doesn't know. But he's making it with such, he, he did make them with surety, but now I think he's less sure because the answer is they all went to Biden. And that alone wins us the election by a lot, you know. So. Mr. President, um, you have people that submit information and we have our people that submit information and then it comes before the court and the court then has to make a determination. We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right. Under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results, okay? You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. This is a faulty election result. And honestly, this should go very fast. You should meet tomorrow because you have a big election election coming up, and because of what you've done to the president, you know, the people of, of uh, Georgia know that this was a scam. And because of what you've done to the president, a lot of people aren't going out to vote. And a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president. Okay? They hate it. And they're going to vote. And if you would be respected, if really respected, if this thing could be straightened out before the election. You have a big election coming up on Tuesday. Okay. Well, you know, I think we've had enough of, of, of listening to, to President Trump. It is entertaining, and there's a lot more on that. Uh, yesterday, um, actually on Monday, after the holiday week was over and the weekend and all the celebrations, I actually sat down yesterday and listened to the entire one hour of the call between the president and his chief of staff calling down to Georgia, to the secretary of state, and Georgia election officials trying to get them to change the election that's already been decided uh, on Saturday. January the 1st, so or January the 2nd. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's where we stand on that. Now, uh, let's look right now at what some Republicans have to say about this. Quote, I think it's awful. I'm going to support my oath to the Constitution, said one GOP senator. Now, he's talking about the vote on uh, January 6th. It may have already happened by the time you Listen to this. If any one House member and one Senate Republican 
uh, because it'd only be Republicans that do it, object, then they're going to have to go through a process and, and debate about it. But a lot of Republicans uh, in the Senate and the House, but it doesn't really matter in the House because the Democrats control it still barely. But in the Senate, multiple Senate Republicans unloaded on the effort by Senator Josh Howley, and he's from uh, Missouri, to challenge Joe Biden's electoral victory as the party hurdles towards the most consequential confrontation with Donald Trump of his entire presidency. Howley denied he was trying to overturn the election by challenging the certification of at least one state and forcing the Senate into an up-and-down vote on Biden's win. An up-and-down vote on Biden's win. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have won this election. It's been certified 63 trillion times. The Electoral College has voted. We don't need any up and down vote to decide whether the, whether Joe Biden is our president-elect. He is our president-elect. Now, he said he was merely trying to voice his frustration with the election results. This is Holly from Missouri arguing this is his one chance to stand and be heard. Some of his colleagues are thoroughly unimpressed. Quote, I think it's awful. I'm going to support my oath to the Constitution. That's the loyalty test here, Senator Lisa Murkowski, a Republican of Alaska, said. Senator Mitt Romney, who's become one of my favorite people uh, after not being one of my favorite back in the day, Senator Mitt Romney called Howley's move disappointing and destructive and borrowing from Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska, a Republican who's very maverick, who said this week, Senator Sass said that adults don't point a loaded gun at the heart of a legitimate self-government. I'm going to vote to certify the election, said Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi, Republican of Mississippi, about Howley's efforts. I don't understand the reasoning. Already it's been clear the effort will fail given the public opposition from those senators and others like Senator Shelley Moore Caputo, a Republican of West Virginia, Susan Collins, who somehow got reelected, Republican of Maine, and Richard Burr, Republican of North Carolina, who flatly said no on Friday when asked if he would join Howley. A simple majority is enough to certify Joe Biden's win, and there are 48 Senate Democrats. In other words, the House we know is going to vote. Uh, even if you get 150 Republicans to vote against certifying the election, it doesn't matter. The Democrats will vote there and some Republicans. In the Senate, you have at least 48 Democrats now, and you have several Republicans, probably at least by now, I would say 10 to 12, uh, who are going to certify the election. The biggest question is, how can anybody not vote to certify the election? Senator Marco Rubio of Florida, one of my favorites of all time, said he won't discuss the issue until January 6th. Quote, ask me that on January 6th. There's a lot to think about, said Senator Chuck Grassley, the most senior U.S. senator. Now, what we know is that there was no malfeasance in Georgia. And one of the main reasons we know there's no malfeasance in Georgia is because of the fact that Republicans run it. As I said, they run the government. It's a, it's a red state that just went blue enough because Fulton County and Atlanta, mostly African-American, but a lot of liberal Democrats like me, uh, voted to not continue with Donald Trump's presidency. Now, 
I wanted to talk, uh, this is from uh, Jake Johnson of Common Dreams, and this is very, very important. Declaring that newly leaked audio of President Donald Trump's call with Georgia's Secretary of State makes Nixon's smoking gun tape sound tame, Democratic Congressman Don Beyer on Monday demanded a criminal investigation into the outgoing incumbent, Donald Trump, and any officials who assisted, assisted his desperate last-ditch effort to overturn the results of the November election. Why am I doing this and still talking about this? Because this is historic. Yes, in some previous elections, there's been a lone senator, maybe a Democrat at one time, a Democrat here and there who's who's voted not to certify the election in this vote. But there's never been anything like 150 Republicans who say no matter what the American people voted, even with the Electoral College that helps Republicans win, we're still not going to vote to certify the election. The recording released yesterday establishes beyond a doubt that Donald Trump used the power of his office to threaten election officials and to coerce them into committing criminal acts to overturn the election results. Byer, a Democrat, of course, of Virginia, wrote in a series of tweets referring to an hour-long call in which the president pressed Georgia's Republican Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, to, quote, find enough votes to overturn President-elect Biden's victory. Quote, Trump must be held accountable for his illegal acts and his attacks on the Constitution. Nothing less than a criminal investigation will serve. And that's for Representative Don Beyer of Virginia. So that's where we stand with that right now, folks. And, uh, you know, it's Tomorrow, there's going to be on, uh, I don't know when you're listening to this, but on Thursday, the 6th of January, we're having big demonstrations in D.C. with the, the, the Trump lunatics who are out there still saying, you know, exactly what the president said over and over that there's no proof of, that we uh, want to change the election, turn the election back. And, uh, of course, that's not going to happen. Now, there's not going to be a reversal of the election. And what's important to remember about what we played, what we heard, the little bit we heard from the president when he was talking to the Georgia officials, is this was done Saturday, uh, January 2nd. And what's important about that is that this election was not only certified, the Electoral College had voted and voted a final vote on December 15th to certify that Donald Trump is no longer going to be president. Okay? He lost this election by the Electoral College, 306 to 232, in a landslide, the same as he won by in 2016. But, you know, this time he lost by over 7 million votes. Last time he only lost by a little bit under 3 million votes, but still won the Electoral College. So these are all facts that we have to keep in mind. We're going to talk more about this, but uh, this show is going to run a little long. I've got two things left we have a lot to discuss. We'll have more shows coming up real soon, by the way, because uh, there's a lot going on. But this comes to us from uh, CNN. And I wanted to go over a federal judge has thrown out a lawsuit from Representative Louis Gomer of Texas and several Arizona Republicans seeking to force Vice President Mike Pence to help throw the election to Donald Trump next week, when this week, when Congress meets to count the electoral votes. Judge Jeremy Kernodal of the Eastern District of Texas said on Friday that Gomer and the others lacked standing to sue. 
In a filing late Friday, Gomer and other plaintiffs filed a notice of appeal to the Fifth Circuit of the U.S. Court of Appeals. Gomer's suit was part of the desperate and extraordinary GOP attempt to overturn the presidential election. Now, that case was thrown out, and just yesterday, on Monday, Representative Louis Gomer reacted to the dismissal of his lawsuit against Vice President Pence to overturn the presidential election results, essentially served as a call to Americans to incite violence to the streets. Quote from Louis Gomer, one of the stupidest people, probably the stupidest person to ever be elected to Congress. Louis Gomer said, quote, the bottom line is the court is saying, we're not going to touch this. You have no remedy, Gomer told Newsmax. Essentially, the ruling would be, quote, you have to go to the streets and be as violent as Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Of course, that's the favorite hated people by Donald Trump and all the right-wing Republicans and the racists because they don't like black people. They don't like African-Americans. So they're easy people to go after. So Louis Gomer uh, is another one that needs to be prosecuted and convicted and put in prison because he's inciting violence. And time and time again, he has committed sedition at the very least treason at the most. We're going to have a lot more on that. I did want to mention before we go uh, about uh, the COVID-19 statistics. Uh, we were going to do a lot more on that. This show, we'll talk about it more next one. But December was unfortunately the deadliest, most infectious month since the start of pand the pandemic. We now have over 20 million cases in the United States. Over 350,000 people have passed away from COVID-19. And uh, our greatest and dearest sympathy and uh, feelings of uh, sadness go out to all the people who have lost friends, loved ones, people close to them due to this tragedy. And we hope in 2021, these vaccines we're working on, we'll talk more about next episode, but we are seeing a lot of hope with the vaccines and a lot of things are going to turn the corner. So keep uh, keep the faith and in just two weeks we will have a new president i'm eric crossley episode 36 dying words of a lunatic trump i hope that we're not going to have to play any more donald trump but i'm not optimistic about that thanks for listening folks we'll talk to you soon remember january 20th we have a new president have a great day